Welcome to the Impactful Leaders Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Clark. For the last decade, I've had the privilege of learning from impactful leaders across the globe through my service in the Peace Corps and nonprofits. Their leadership has inspired me to highlight those among us who are truly impacting our world so that we may learn from them and be more impactful together. Yes, leadership can be learned. The guests on our show are providing direction, inspiration, and leading the way in their business and community through service. Are you ready to have an impact? Welcome to the Impactful Leaders Podcast. Right. Well, thank you, Aaron, for being here. Um, I'm really excited to speak with you. JT Pels, who was on one of my other podcasts, introduced us. Um, you're currently running um, a dog training camp and you've grown incredibly. Um, and you've been open for one year, three locations, 10 employees. So I'm curious about what is your journey? I'm sure you'll give us some background about your journey and just all that. But thank you so much for being here so far. Absolutely, Andrew. Thank you so much for having me. And I'm, I'm excited to, you know, kind of um, watch your your podcast grow and, on, on, you know, ultimately be a part of it. So a lot of fun, <laughs> a lot of fun. I've spent a lot of time watching all of them and it's been it's been a blast. Kind of I was seeing impressed the, by you do, doing that, too. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's been a hey, man, I, I admire people who, you know, um, take time out of their day to kind of, you know, listen to other people's stories and, and ultimately help share those stories with the, with with people. I think it's extremely important. Yeah, and speaking about those journeys then, so before we get into what you're doing now, how did you get to the point when you wanted to open up your own company? Yeah, you know, I, I it, it really, it's, it's, it's something that's cultivated in me, um, you know, throughout my, my journey from, you know, um, as a young kid working at Burger King, um, trying to support a wife, and then, you know, joining the military and seeing different things that I think they could have approved on, improved on, but, you know, ultimately, I have no um, way to impact that improvement. And getting out um, of the military, I, I worked for another big company, um, dog training company, and I just saw so many things they could have done differently. And, and, and ultimately, I just said, you know, screw this. I'm not working for anybody anymore. I'm going to do my own thing and see if I can make it happen. And I had a ton of motivation. I, you know, I spent so much time, you know, learning and just growing, uh, teaching myself everything it takes to become um, a, a successful business owner from watching people like you, um, other podcasters, and, and ultimately just uh, putting, you know, certain things in, 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 in motion to kind of um, get my business going. And, and man, it's been, it's been a journey. I'll tell you, um, even little things like, you know, having the opportunity to join you, right. Um, it's just yep. one more step to, um, that success. And it's just been fun, man. It's just, you know, ultimately I'm doing what I love. And I think that's what people need to understand. You know, if you're, if you're sitting there doing something um, that you're just not enjoying, you, you have to take a look at yourself and, and think what, what can I do differently? You know, and that's what I did. Yeah. So, so you, you, when we spoke last week, you mentioned how you joined the military before. Were you any sort of, did you show any signs of entrepreneurship beforehand or were you like selling cards on the, on the playground or anything yeah. like that? I think great question. I mean, I, I think I think a big part of um, being an entrepreneur is just being a leader, right? Um, and and kind of having that impact on people. And 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 I think that's where it kind of all started, right? Um, when I first joined the military, I went through boot camp. They made me an element leader in charge of X amount of people right off the bat, right? Just because. Um, you know, of some things that I was doing um, that kind of made myself stand out. 
And um, I think that was the start, right? Boom. I knew that this is something I really enjoyed as helping other people and, and ultimately, you know, um, growing in that, that, that craft. And so um, out of the military, I kind of just listened and, and just, you know, uh, did my thing and kind of, you know, kept to myself. But I always knew that that leadership role was really important and something that I really wanted to um, um, I really wanted it to cultivate, right? Um, and so I think, you know, the military just gave me those tools and, and, and really put me in my place, right? I mean, it's, it's quite humbling, you know, it is quite humbling. They have a way of doing listen. that. Right, it's humbling. And so ultimately, I just, like I said, I just, I really took a lot of time learning, um, especially that dog training side and, and, and um, learning how to be the best dog trainer I can be, right? And I'll admit, I was not the best dog trainer. I just didn't understand it, right? But, um, you know, when I exited the military, I knew that no matter what, I wanted to play with dogs. And, and um, the cool thing is, while I was in the military, I made a lot of good friends, made a, I made a, quite an impact on them. Um, and so when I opened my own business, I, had, I have tons of people contact me, um, military friends who have also gotten out and want to do what I'm doing. And so it's been, it's made it really easy to kind of help them do that under my reign and which has allowed me to kind of expand my business, right? That's why we have that location in North Carolina. Um, because my friend contacted me and said, Hey, I want to, I, I love what you're doing. Let me do it too. And so what I've done, I've just sat down. I've, we've had a lot of conversation, um, teaching them how to be a leader, how to, you know, um, how to, you know, ultimately uh, create those relationships that helps him grow. Right. So, um, I think that's what, what's, what's been so, uh, important for what I've been doing. <laughs> Is that when you started, cause you went from, you had this love for dogs and animals and you opened up your, <clears throat> you know, you wanted to do something with them. So you opened up the dog training center. And then when you started growing and there were, um, are all 10 of them vet veterans? Um, only a few. We only have about uh, three veterans. Yeah. Um, okay. Myself included. Yeah. So only three of us are veterans. Um, and, you know, I love my veterans. I really do. They, they, they're always so such hard workers and, and there's this, they just have, you can just trust them that they're going to do their job. Right. Um, but, you know, however, my other employees are great. Like I have been really fortunate to find people who just love dogs and, and, um, and ultimately that's, what's important here. Right. Um, whenever you're dog training, there's a, you have to have a lot of patience. And if you don't love what you're doing, sometimes you can find yourself, um, you know, not doing the right thing. And so I'm, I'm very fortunate to have people who are, <laughs> are in yeah. love with their, with their craft, you know? And so I, I was going to ask, so what is, what was that purpose? So like when you opened up, what was the thing that got you up every morning? I, I was, for a moment, I kind of thought it was also, the dogs were a part of it, but of then course. there was also that second tier or that second mission that you had where after guys or ladies leave the military, they have like a way that they can be a, like, kind of like assimilate back to normal yeah, civilian life, quote unquote. Right. Yeah. Um, so I think, I think to better answer that, you know, uh, initially I'll be honest, man, this year has been one big, um, growth process, right? I've done a lot of growing and, and, um, I think it's just because I'm, I'm digging deep and, and trying to learn who I am through it all. Um, and I'll be honest, man, I, initially I opened, I saw a lot of people doing the wrong stuff. And so I knew I could do it better. Right. Um, a lot of money started coming in and it, I, I hit that, that, that moment where I was driven by greed you know, and I, it's something that I've had to um, reflect on a lot, um, especially recently. Um, and, you know, by money, I wanted the money, I wanted people to buy into us so I can get money, right. And that's, 
Um, and I knew that we were doing it better. I knew we were doing it differently. Um, and so, you know, I thought we had a lot to offer and that's hit me in the face, right? Um, I've had to humble myself a lot through that process. And, and ultimately, I think now, man, what really drives me is watching everybody else around me grow in honor of our business that we've um that we've you know created here right i'm i'm yeah. supporting all these families like how rewarding is that you know that these people are living off my income right the income that we bring in the income that um of, of a business model that you know i've established right and so um that uh, right there man has has set all those personal um um, you know, things aside and, and allowed me to really dig in for the people I'm supporting. And, and dude, listen, I think it's so important for people to understand that, like, I wouldn't have any of this if, if it wasn't for them. Right. And so people always say, yeah, I'm your boss. But the truth is, you're my boss. You're working for, you know, like, <laughs> I wouldn't have anything if it wasn't for you. Right. So, um, you know, so I like, I like my people to know that I'm working for them. So, you know, if they need anything, let me know. Like I, I, I wouldn't have anything if it wasn't for them. And so it's yeah. been a humbling experience. I've had a lot to learn through it all, you know. What was one of the things, so you went from, again, one year is quite a, an incredible jump to go from zero or just you and I believe wife, you said, yeah. are to 10 employees, three locations. Uh, when we spoke last week, it just started on Facebook. You're taking pictures of dogs that you are training. How did, what was that ramp up? Like what strategies or what do you think that's not strategies, habits? What was, what did you do to grow that quickly? Like that, that incredible yeah. growth. Yeah. Especially for um, something as niche as dog training. Right. And there's, there's hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dog trainers out there. Right. Um, and so I'll be honest, man, what we, with a big part of what we've done is not only posting on social media, I think it's extremely big, taking advantage of the platforms that um, we're lucky to have um, in this day and age, right? Where, um, you know, we don't have to knock on people's door like they did 20 years ago to get clients. Mm -hmm. We could sit behind a desk and post. I mean, you know all about this. I mean, listen, a marketing company, <laughs> that's what you run. And so what I have done, man, is I have hired a team. I think, I think what's really important about growing a business is understanding that you can't do everything. Right. And so um, I've hired a team to sit back with me and, and, and work alongside me to help me grow. And that cares as much as I do about that growth. Right. Because they get paid if I get if I'm if I'm getting paid. Right. So um, and so initially I didn't know what the heck I was doing. I recognized that back in um, December. So I launched in November 1st. Right. November 1st to December. I was I was like, I know we can do this. I just don't know how. Um, and we weren't bringing clients. And so I was like, okay, I got to figure this out. SEO, what the heck does that mean? Google um, ads, what does that mean? Uh -huh. Right. And so I reached out to my first company um, and they, you know, they, they brought me in, they, they helped me grow. Right. And so um, they've sat with me monthly and, and kind of help, you know, uh, you know, grow things, change things, work with me to. And so I think that's what, that's, what's important, man, is recognizing your weaknesses and, and, um, and reaching out to somebody who can help you in that area, right? Because we, again, can't do everything in a business. <laughs> oh, no, not at all. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, putting right, right people in place to make it happen is, is what, what I say is important. Do you have any strategies of how to find those right people? Because a lot of times I've seen people fail because they fail to surround themselves with the right people. Yeah, uh, dude, I, I've gotten lucky. I think, I think, uh, I'll be honest. Okay. So I was looking at reviews. 
um, initially, um, you know, it, which is all and so these guys had like a 4.9 review over all the companies who were in the round of four um, mm-hmm. or 4.2 and so um, that gra- I gravitated towards that but when I, but ultimately I had several interviews right and when I was talking to this company they sounded really genuine and what I really liked about them is they didn't push me to buy them and mm-hmm. I think that was what was what was uh, a killer to me was hey if they don't need me then I, I kind of want them, right? Because um, that shows me that they're doing a lot of the right stuff and they have clientele to, you know? So I, I think that was what kind of sold me on the company that I go through and, um, you know, something I'm sure you're trying to trying to learn and, and, and understand and, and grow in as well, you know? So, yeah. And then, so when you, when you were growing in that process, what were the challenges you had then? And then how have those challenges changed as you've begun to well? Because I can only imagine like once once you hit profitable and it seems like you hit that, you kind of came to that realization where you had money. Right. And then greed was driving it. And then you're like, okay, something is happening here. So but so what were those challenges starting to come up? And then how have they changed as you've seen growth? Yeah, I mean that's a that's a good question. Um uh, challenges, I I think challenge, yeah. I mean, I, when I think challenges, man, I, I think of, um, you know, leadership, right? I think being a leader, it, it's, it's a challenging thing. Cause you're, cause, cause again, I wouldn't have anything without my employees. Right. And so, um, understanding and working with them and ultimately, uh, you know, having, having the ability to, uh, what is the word here to kind of have some, you know, empathy is the word, right? Having empathy is what I've had to learn a lot of, right? Um, to empathize with my employees, help them um, be better, right? And ultimately, yeah. um, I think I think empathize, empathy is where I've had to grow, right? And now that they understand the standards, today's um, really the biggest, uh, that's a hard question, Andrew, I'll be honest. Uh, you know, I, I've been fortunate, and I'll say this, I've been fortunate enough to be in an industry where, um, the profit we make um, outside of like, uh, you know, the ads and, and, and the, the money we spend on, on ad revenue, um, mm-hmm. we don't have a, uh, we don't have to purchase anything. So, you know, money has never, when we, when we make sales, it's pretty much strictly ours, right? And outside of what I pay employees. And so, uh, you know, a lot of people, when they, they struggle initially the first few years, because, um, you know, they, they ain't finding profit and they can't survive themselves. That's not, a, that's not an issue. Really, I'll, I'll tell you one big thing, right? Um, I've, I recently had my Facebook taken down, right? Um, oh, due yeah, to... Yeah, due to some, some um, you know, somebody hacking into my Facebook and posting some inappropriate material. And that month, um, we were averaging around 20, 30, $40,000 a month. Um, that month, I, I, we sold about $5,000 worth of, worth of uh, uh, you know, uh, services. So um, I had to learn right then that I cannot rely on um, one platform. Right. And so I have to I have to kind of um, get out there and use all those other platforms um, to help my business grow. And, and because yeah. tomorrow they could all disappear today, you know, they could disappear. And, and, and uh, if I rely on one platform, it could really screw me. And so I think that right there was a huge learning curve, bro. I sat there and, and said to my wife, um, I think I think Camp Lucky's dead. I think we just died. Right. Um, and 
you know, and I slept on that for several nights and I was eaten up. I was almost depressed. Um, but then I got up. I was like, no, heck no. Am I going to let one platform beat me up? Right. We're going to win through this. And and so, um, you know, I, I created a TikTok. I, I, I created yeah. a new Instagram. I created a new Facebook page, started over. Right. Um, and yeah, man, I mean, that last month, um, you know, after that, um, the, a month and a half later, we had the best month of, uh, of the year. So, um, you know, people got to gotta understand that, um, you know, don't let one negative um, destroy all the positive you've done, you know, and so, yeah, man. Oof. I like that one. I'm going to write that down. Don't let one destroy all the positive that you've done. I like that. I think I posted the other day, it's something like, we often don't appreciate it. Let's see if I can pull it up quick enough. Because um, someone said something to me in another meeting and it's like, we often don't appreciate. Right there, it's right on there. It's like, oh, we often fail to celebrate the 90% that has been achieved focusing instead on the 10% that hasn't. Instead of like out of everything that you've done in the last year, I remember when we spoke, now thinking back about it, you did talk about the Facebook for a, a bit. And I, I do it the same tune. I like, we've grown incredibly well this last year, but then there's always those like that 10% for whatever reason I focus on. It's like, it's the fucking yeah. path. Let's just move, yeah. Yeah. Let's move I mean, past it. I'm right, dude. And I, I, I did, I, I'm still really eaten up by it just because of the, just, you know, you have no control there. And that's what's still, it how, eats me up still, you know, uh, anyway. How do you work on that then? So like when that happens in, the, in those first days, more than just saying, okay, we are going to start a new everything. I mean, that takes some mental mm, yeah. workout. Did you do anything specific or are you just like? Yeah, man. I, I mean, listen, I, I listen to like, I spend an hour, hour and a half in the gym a day through that. Most people are, you know, jamming to yep. some, some tunes. I'm listening to podcasts. I'm sitting there. I'm so focused in on those pod and you know, all the motivation those guys talk about all the failures that they've, they've had. Um, you know, I'm lucky enough to not have that failure and I'm not going to let it be me. Right. However, I am, I am, I am digging into everybody's lives and learning as much as I can so that I don't have those scenarios happen. Right. And I, right then in th that month, man, I could have failed. I, it all could have ran away if I just sat on my couch, but me, man, I, I dug in and I said, screw that. I am, I'm going to get this right. And I'm not going to let this happen to me. And so I, I think you just got to dig in deep. If you really love what you're doing, you got to find that motivation to make it all happen. And that's what I did, man. I, despite the fact I thought everything was gone. I, I said, I, I said, no, I dug deep and, and I made it happen, bro. It's just, it's too easy, you know? And, and what people don't understand is, is um, we are very fortunate, like I said before, to have social media as such a such an easy um, way to grab grab people's attention. And I knew that I wasn't doing everything initially, and so why not grab onto everything else that I wasn't doing and and make it all happen? And so that's what I did, man. I really just dug deep, and and although it takes a lot of time, you know, social media, you know, with podcasting and editing, and um, if you want it bad enough, man, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna take that time out of your day to make it happen. And so that's what, what I did. What's the most, what's your most um, effective social media, I guess? Like what did, what's your, or what's your favorite and what's your effective if they're different? 
Yeah, I, I think people cannot bypass the um, the the click through rate that that Facebook offers. Right, Facebook is so cheap right now when it comes to grabbing um, people's attention, and it's the most used platform. And so, uh, you know, what that's why I was so I was struggling so much about when I lost it. Um, but what I didn't realize is just, you can just create a new one and make it happen again. All right, and so that's what I did. And and um, Facebook is by far the best. Uh, you know, things I'm not taking advantage of. I know LinkedIn is a a gigantic platform and growing and still very, very cheap. Um, and, and TikTok is free, man. I mean, listen, there's a lot of people that's found so much success on, on TikTok. I'm not taking advantage of it like, like I should and know yeah. how to. Um, and so, which are, they're there. I just don't have the time right now, but I'm, I, you know, um, which I'm feeling at hard. But if you guys have the time and can take out, um, take time to create a few videos, TikTok is going to help you grow significantly fast. I mean, it's, I've seen, I've had, I have friends who've grown, you know, to a hundred thousand followers and in, 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 in weeks, months, right? Um, and those followers, what do they transition to? To, to sales, to, to help you grow and and ultimately just growing your name and making it um you know so when people see camp lucky they're like oh i saw that guy on tiktok he has to be good right um and so facebook though man facebook is by far so facebook ads because you're talking about yeah right so you just talk about regular posting in general organic Posting, posting organic posting and facebook right. ads listen there i spend go. i spend probably 300 listen 300 a month in facebook ads um For and i know patient. Um, for one location, per location. Yeah. And I, I probably get 30 to 40 hits a month off Facebook. It's huge, bro. And out of those 30 to 40 hits, I probably, you know, uh, make 10 to 15 sales. And, and, and in dog training, you know, each sale is about $2,400, $2,500. And so it's, it's really impactful, you know. And so um, between that and then Instagram running, I, I, you know, it's been- Where did you learn that too? So did you teach yourself how to run Facebook? Because Facebook ad is such a pain in the butt, uh, yeah I, I I mean they make it so complicated like how I know you're working with someone now right. but at those beginning stages how what resources so for like the person that is trying to learn they don't have the budget to work with someone like myself or they don't know anyone that they can bounce ideas off of right where did you learn yeah I mean listen if people aren't taking advantage of that's the next biggest platform YouTube yeah, they should, right? Every <laughs> single question you can imagine is on YouTube. And listen, I, yeah, it took me a lot of time. I've spent hours and hours scouring YouTube, best, you know, way to, to um, you know, uh, get ads going on Facebook. And, and oh, I yeah. had some great tips and everybody says something a little different. You just need to try all those little, um, little items and, and see what works for your business, right? And so um, initially until last month, I've been doing it all myself. And, and honestly, I'm probably going to start doing it all myself again, um, because I haven't quite found the, the person or the right team to help me with it. Um, but yeah, I, I, listen, Facebook ads, in my opinion, is way easier than Google ads. When I try to run my own Google ads, that, that crap, that was, <laughs> now that I knew I need to hire somebody for because it's always changing, right? And so it's Facebook, oh, yeah, yeah. but Google is just way more complex in my opinion, you know, so. It definitely and, is. Yeah. <laughs> but it's good that you're doing all of the different channels. Like, I don't, are you familiar with like Logan Paul or? David Dobrik or those guys? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Logan Are you familiar Paul. that they came from Vine? Yep, yep. Absolutely. So a lot of people don't realize that. Uh, like David Dobrik, are you from? You are familiar with David, yeah. right? Right. So like David Dobrik, he originally started off on Vine, right? But he also had a YouTube channel going at the same time. This is before you know all of that for people that don't know, right? Before stars like those social media TikTok people, whatever at the time 
weren't doing the two things at the same time. So a lot of people thought, David, you're making money off of Vines. Why are you doing YouTube at the same time? Right. But he's, right. everyone from Vine was following him on YouTube. So then when Vine just mysteriously vanished that one day, there's like a handful of people, Logan brother, uh, the Paul brothers, Logan. David Dobrik. I think there's only like only a handful of people that actually made that transition. Right. I already had a few thousand people following on YouTube. They were able to just take off. And now they're, look at the how big they are now. Everyone else had to follow up behind them. Right. Like, right. that's why it's so smart to do. And I think Gary Vee talks about it all the time too. You have to diversify your portfolio. Yeah. You yeah, you have to. I mean, and, and yeah, you have to. Yeah. Um, so some you're really good at, right? Some I notice you you post a lot on Facebook. I'm getting better. Podcasting. So, I see your TikToks, right? So um, but but I mean, listen, bro, it takes a lot of time. And that's 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 what is so hard, right? I mean, you know, as an operator to have to do all that stuff as well, it is it is yeah. You hard. have to be at the right stage. I I usually try to tell people like if you're a solopreneur, choose what you think or what you have seen has brought in maybe one or two of the platforms. Mm -hmm. Choose the best ones that you feel more, most, maybe two. The one you're most comfortable on, you have the most fun doing, and the one that brings in like the most business or potential business. Like just play with those two instead of trying to do everything because you're just going to drown yourself. Right. And then from there, like SEO, figure out that stuff out. But right. You need to do it, but at the same time, if you go too far into it, yeah. if you're not at the right stage, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, Gary and you and I at this point, it's like, yes, we can figure that out because we have some people that can help us, X, Y, Z. Right. But if you're just starting off, choose one or two, the one that's the most profitable or the most effective. And I think the one that's the funnest, the most entertaining. Right. Right. That's usually what I say. The one that consumes the least amount of time because you're, like you said, you're comfortable with, right? Like, um, that's how, that's why Facebook was such a big well, question. It, it might even take more time. Like, it, it might take more time, but right. if it's entertaining, True. at least it's not like draining. At least it's like something creative. And probably in the long term, that's what's going to be the better product because you're spending, you're putting actual quality into it. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And so, and I love what you do. You know, you, you, you really believe in like video. Um, you know, instead of some people are really good at audio and just like covering their face or some people are good at writing. Right. Um, and, and, and I'd say, you know, based on analytics that, you know, what you're doing is, is the most impactful way to um, find success. And I, I love it. Yeah. Everyone has their way, but it's, it's one of those things you kind of have to play and dabble with and you yeah. figure it out. Uh, learn with what, what you're most comfortable with. Yeah. yeah, sure. But so how are you coping with the changes and responsibilities? Because before you were an entrepreneur, now you probably haven't even thought of it this yourself, but you're kind of more of an executive now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's easy in my career field because I mean, I listen, I'm still training dogs. In fact, you just heard a couple of them bark. <laughs> right. And so, yeah, I, I'm still doing what, you know, everybody else is doing. And I think that's important to kind of let your employees know, hey, I'm still digging dirt with you. You know what I mean? So, um, but yeah, I, I mean, you know, ultimately I think what's really important is, is, um, is having a calendar sticking to your, your, your meetings and, and uh, you know, recognizing when something's taking too long. Right. And, and I think you just have to be extremely conscious with time. 
you know, uh, you know, a lot of people fail because they spend too much time doing one thing or the other, and mm -hmm. then they just lose sight of everything else. Um, I think what's been really important for me is just learning how to kind of ma better manage my time. And that's kind of allowed me to be effective in certain, in, in my business, right. And ultimately run it to the best of, um, my abilities. And, um, you know, that makes an impact on, on the people that I work for, you know, when I say work for my employees, cause I always say I work for them. Yeah. So. <laughs> so. No, I love that. And then, so it sounds like there's really not, you haven't felt really any change from as it goes up. No, I, I, I enjoy it so much, man. I, you know, I really do. I enjoy it so much that um, any change that is needed, um, it doesn't really, I just kind of scoop it up and let's go, you know, throw it on my back and just <laughs> take it on, you know, and, and we make it happen. I mean, um, again, again, I just believe in having people in place to help your life, um, help make your yeah, life. Yeah. Right. And so like I hired a lawyer, right. A big thing. I have a tax guy, big thing. Right. Um, have my ads team, big thing, right. Big key things that I listen, I, I throw that, throw these items to them and I walk away from it. Like, this is your job to make sure that it's right. Um, so that I can uh, focus on my team, focus on the dogs getting trained, focus on the content. And that's where my focus is. I'll be honest, man, content, team and dogs, right? So that's it, you know. And for those other employees, bosses, as you call them, or partners, like how do you measure the success for them? Because if you have to keep them accountable, of course, you're not going to micromanage them. Like what, how do you manage that too? Yeah. I mean, how do you measure success? That's a, that's a good question. Um, I think, I think to answer that, um, are, are, how's your retention rate, right? Is, are people staying with you? Right. Um, yeah. I think what a successful employee is, is somebody who wants to be there. Right. Um, and, and that you're treating them right by paying them a good amount or giving them opportunities. Right. Um, I always say like, you know, I, 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 you know, hire fast, fire faster, but even faster than that, you promote them faster, right? Give them opportunities. Um, and that'll, that'll, you know, kind of cultivate um, an environment that people want to be in. And so um, I think if you're taking care of your people, they're going to take care of you. Um, and I truly believe that. I'm breaking laws here in, in the dog training world by paying my employees too much, right? And I love it. You know, I love it. Um, because they're taking care of me in, the, in return. Like uh, when, I, when I throw a dog at them, I know that it's going to come out better than anybody else in that city. You know what I mean? Because I'm taking care of them. And so how do I, um, how do I measure, um, you know, uh, I think just strictly um, by watching, because so every dog we get, they have to um, create a YouTube video of that dog and they have to post it. And so that I can kind of um, make sure that all the tasks were complete that they're re that they're required to do and dude they're 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 throwing in new commands that I didn't even you know tell them that that's not even part of the program and and that tells me that they're loving their job they're spending that necessary time and they're teaching these dogs even more than they're required to so are those know, videos like um for the public to watch too like do they go under the camp lucky name or Yep. Yeah. All, all our videos are found on our YouTube channel. Um, so people can go over there and watch what they're doing and, and, uh, you know, see exactly what we do. And, and, um, you know, I, I, we post probably, you know, two to four videos a month. Um, and so, you know, yeah, everybody can sit, sit down and, and watch a bunch of dogs get trained on, on YouTube. <laughs> no, that's awesome. Cause the other way it's like, it's sort of like get what Gary V always talks about, you know, or you look at some of these people on TikTok that work for Dunkin' Donuts or McDonald's, like now, Dunkin Donuts will pay employees if they make TikToks on work, as long as it's involving work, because right. then it's like, then 
it's pushing the brand further. So then right. people will want to go into that specific Duncan's right. to buy something from that person who's now making content in there and then be a part of the experience. Right. Right. And I love that. I love that. Yeah. But that's I love what you're doing because that's one, you're monitoring the quality. Yep. You're checking things are getting done and then you're, you have content. So then you can cut that up and put it on TikTok and, Absolutely. you know, repurpose it. Absolutely. That's genius on your part, whether it was that planned or you kind of walked into it by accident. <laughs> I, it was completely an accident. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I, well, I was trying to figure a way to like, you know, ultimately, um, you know, keep these guys accountable. And I just said, okay, if they just create a video of them doing the work, then it'll, you know, then I can, I can quantify their, their work. Right. Um, and ultimately they, they, when they started posting, I was like, wait, wait a second, why am I not making this public? And so I made it public and it just, you know, like you said, I, I can be better at using that content. I love what you said. You can take that content and push it over to TikTok. And my big thing about TikTok, and it's something I've not been um, doing much of, is what I need to be better at is instead of just showing what we do, I need to start teaching people how to do what we do, right? So people have a reason to come to us. Like, I don't think we're doing anything special that, you know, yeah, and, and, and I would love to share it with the world. And so I need to be better at um, when I'm doing something to kind of explain it to set up a video and I know that's right there um, when people are on the internet giving away their craft um, you know it's it's extremely um, it's extremely you know uh, popular and that's those are the videos that I, I want I want I need to be better at making you yeah know? the how-tos because at the end of the day they're not going to want to do it themselves really right so the far the fast majority at least right 100% what's the biggest thing that you see with dogs when they come to you that <laughs> like what's the biggest thing like you talked about there's these things that we're not doing anything special anyone could do then what's that one thing that you wish everyone knew I just wish you know people <laughs> yeah uh, people don't understand how much control they have over their dogs right uh, and um they allow their dogs to 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 take advantage of them dogs are not stupid mm. right I mean listen in the military we taught dogs um, to seek out bombs and, and, and drugs, right. And, and, and do all these cool attack bad guys. And they could tell whenever mm -hmm. it was a, it was somebody that, that shouldn't be, um, where they are. Right. And so, you know, people just need to understand to, um, set boundaries with their dogs. And, and so when we get dogs in, man, you can just tell like, okay, I think the biggest piece of dog training is not training the dogs, it's training the owners, you know, so. <laughs> That's probably the real training. That's the real training, right? Sometimes it can be the hardest part. <laughs> you should make some memes about that too. I know, dude. I, I just don't want to disrespect. I don't want people to feel like they're being disrespected. And I know sometimes that can be. You know, I guess that's true. That is you know, a fine line. Right. It is. It's, 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 the, it's, the, it's a hard line to um, skate, skate on because, you know, some people just rightfully so, right? I mean, they've been taught one thing their entire life. Um, and, and, you know, when somebody like me, who am I, comes into their house and says, hey, you're doing this wrong, you know, it's just, it could, anyway. So I don't know, but you're right. I, I, I think, I think what, I, what I plan on doing is, is creating a podcast myself here very shortly, where I'm talking about these truths, right? Um, mm -hmm. and, and it's something that nobody's doing. And I think people need to hear truths about their dogs, right? How, why dogs do certain things, you know, because humans are creating these bad behaviors, you know, and so it's, it's something that I think will have a huge impact on the, on dog owners across the world. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a great idea. Yeah. Um, so after the, whether it's connected to the military or not, what is, I guess, the best or most important piece of advice you, you received or 
have gotten when starting your business? Whether it came from the military or or, or what, what do you think that most yeah. important piece of advice was? Yeah, I, I think I think the most important piece of advice, and this came from uh, one of my leaders in the military, was that, um, you know, that we need to learn how to, and I've said it a hundred times here, man, and I think this is the biggest piece you can take from this is, um, I, again, my people, um, I wouldn't have anything if it wasn't for them, right? So um, to learn, to, to remember that, you know, in a sense, you work for them. Right. And so um, understanding that and really taking that in, um, you know, I'm not a boss that wants to develop a, a fear environment, you know, fear based environment where people come to work being scared of, you know, not performing and not getting the dog mm-hmm. to do certain things. I want people to love what they do and have a passion for it and, um, you know, be able to be who they are in the process and not be scared um, and, and, and let them know that I support them and that they feel safe in, in the environment of Camp Lucky. Right. And so, um, and, and to do that, I mean, you just got to really, uh, you know, you just got to, you just got to ask them how they are daily, you know, take care of them, send them their paychecks on time. I mean, like, listen, you know, big things are, you know, big thing is, is money, right. And, and just, just supporting them. Right. When you see there's a need there, help them out, you know? So does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I, without the people that we are leading and growing with, and supporting everything else can just fall apart because we're as good as the service as them so it's funny because a lot of people now are posting on linkedin or you know whatever posting about um quiet quitting i think is what they're calling it now where it's like you just kind of show up to work and just kind of do the bare minimum right but and that they think this is like some new thing that like i think you and i are around the same age i'm 30 Yep. 33. Yeah. yeah. They think it's like something that's with our generation and younger to Gen Z where it's like, that's been around forever. Yeah. yeah you know, yeah. think about office space. They made a yeah. movie about it in 1990 <laughs> yep. or 99, whenever it was. <laughs> yep. But, but the question is, is what forces them to do that? What puts them in that mindset? Right. Well, it's, uh, they're not, they're not doing what you do. Yeah. They're not being taken care of. They're not being acknowledged. There's no empathy there, but nobody's, nobody's, you know, working alongside them to help them grow, be a better person. Right. Um, I, I think that's so important. I mean, the human mind is always evolving. Right. And you got to understand that. And you can't, somebody yeah. sitting stagnant, man, it's just going to, it's just going to be a stagnant employee. If you're not prom- promoting them, get them out. You know, one yeah. of the biggest things I keep hearing from I've sp- now I've spoken to a decent amount of like coaches and you probably listen to some of them, but the biggest thing they say is finding that purpose. And it sounds so cheesy. I used to fucking hate when I would hear this. It's always like, find the, find your purpose, find your why. Right. But it really is cheesy as it is. That's what it comes down to. It is. Man. Whereas I give the example of, it's like, once I thought we would become profitable, I'd be like, oh, everything's going to be easy. Everything's going to be good. It's going to be right. smooth sailing. It's just like a right. new set of issues. Right. So if you get to that point where you probably thought once I get, once I get profitable, maybe one of the locations, some employees, it's going to be smooth sailing, but then it's just a new set of problems, a new set of whatever. And you really just have to come down to enjoying their journey again, as cliche as it sounds, but the biggest advice I think I've gotten is taking that mission or that goal and making it not like a monetary thing, not making, not, con- not, not connecting it to a number. Right. 
So right. you're talking about you want to just employ people and help them and help owners take control of their dogs. Right. Like that's all you're trying to do. So yeah. there's no end in that. Yeah, none. Every, somebody's buying a dog every day, you know what I mean? But, um, you know, when it comes to, to growth, man, I think um, I'm, I'm always open to grow. And I think a big mm-hmm. part of who I am is just staying humble, right? And looking for ways to improve myself. And, and uh, yeah, man, I, I think what you said is, is very key. You know, you've got to just, you've got to keep an open mind in, the, in, in this industry, oh, yeah. Um, I think it's just so important and staying humble, keeping an open mind and, and really just being ready for, um, you know, uh, for anything that could happen. I mean, listen, as a business owner, um, I told, I, I told you earlier, you know, one of the big, my biggest issues is not finding sleep. Right. And you're like, Oh, it's easy. Shut everything off. Um, you know, take time for yourself and, and make it happen. And I, I'm good at taking time for myself, but um, you know, the possibility of like, let's say a dog needing medical care and somebody calls me and saying, Hey, what should I do? Right. Uh, it just, yeah. right. Um, and That's why you're in a very unique situation, not very unique. Other people have those issues, whether it's like yeah. home care, private home care, whatever. So, I mean, I, right. I get that. It's, right. But I mean, I think, yeah, I mean, uh, but, but we both know, man, any operator, they need their sleep. Right. And so, and, you know, I really got to find value in that and, and really take advantage of it because it's something that's, you know, e- eats at me daily, you know? So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. So, um, no, but thank you so much for your time here, Aaron. If people want to reach out to you, if they want to learn more, where can they find you? Um, where can they watch these videos? And hopefully, when you do, I'm going to hold you. Can, I'm going to hold you uh, accountable <laughs> for it. If they want to watch those how-to videos and those podcasts, where yeah. can they find you? Yeah. So, I mean, I would recommend just stopping by our website, right? You can find us on campluckykc.com. Um, and, and from there you have access to all of our um, social media platforms from TikTok to Instagram to Facebook. Um, and, you know, we service the San Antonio, Texas um, area. We service North Carolina, the Greensboro area in Kansas City, Missouri. Um, so if you're in those locations, you need some dog training help, simply reach out. We would love to take care of you and, and help you and um, establish a, a better relationship with your pup and, and um, you know, uh, just reach out what's like what what what's one tip you would give for uh a new new dog owner that just got a, a new puppy yeah i think what's really important about um you know getting a new puppy you need to socialize it, right i think it's the most important part of of big, getting a new puppy is socializing your dog right make sure you get your vaccinations first but get your dog involved in with other dogs um and, mm. and ultimately teach them you know and and get them socialized with as many people as possible i think um that right there is so key because it prevents things like aggression reactivity fear you know fear of other people or dogs um and it's just it, that alone um, it is so important to making sure you have a successful relationship with your dog. That's really interesting. Thank you so much. Yeah.